we all just welcome uh, Reverend Azalini and just uh, worship with him, receive the word that God has brought. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give that to the Lord today? Come on, he's the only one that's worthy this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, we feel victory in the house. Not because victory's in the house, but because victory is certain. Because you're a child of God. Because victory has been promised. Victory's in the house because victory is certain this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel great faith in the building. And I'm so thankful for this atmosphere of faith. And uh, I'm excited about what the Lord is doing already in this service. Um, and I'm excited about what he's getting ready to do. Amen. How many of you came expecting today? Amen. Awesome. About half of you came expecting. The other half, you'll catch on. But half of us came expecting. And so at least half of us are going to receive. But if you didn't come expecting this morning, I'm going to encourage you right now to elevate your level of expectation today because we didn't just come to check an attendance box. Uh, we didn't come to just go through the motions, uh, but we came to have an experience with Jesus Christ. Uh, I came hungry to, for a touch from the Lord today. Amen? Amen. If you turn in your Bibles with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 36, Isaiah chapter 36, we're going to be reading verses 1 and 2. While you're turning there, I just want to say what a great honor it is to be with you here again at Tree of Life. Uh, love and appreciate this church. Give honor to your pastor and his family this morning. Uh, appreciate his example, his passion, his love for ministry and the Word of God. Uh, enjoyed his preaching so much in my own life. He's been such an encouragement uh, to me. I, I shared with him, there's so, been so many times I've been out on the road and for whatever reason, just feeling a little discouraged, and I would click on that Tree of Life podcast, and the Lord would begin to encourage me when I was out. So I'm so thankful for this church. Uh, you've made an impact in my life and in my ministry. Thank you, Lord. Give honor to my friend, Brother Tierney, today. Love and appreciate him. Great man of God. Brother Tyler, uh, love and appreciate him. Had the honor of serving with him in the Ohio Youth District. And uh, you all are blessed with wonderful leadership here at Tree of Life. Amen? Amen. Isaiah chapter 36, verses 1 and 2. If you have it, say amen. If you're cheating and you're looking at the screen, say amen. Now it came to pass in the 14th year of King Hezekiah that Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came up against all the defense cities of Judah and took them. And the king of Assyria sent Rabshakeh from Lachish to Jerusalem unto King Hezekiah with a great army. And he stood by the conduit of the upper pool in the highway of the fuller's field. I want to preach to you on this thought this morning, the remnant of Judah. The remnant of Judah. Would you pray with me before we're seated today? Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful to be gathered together in your house this morning with people of like precious faith. Lord, we're so thankful for the awesomeness of your presence that we already feel here today. 
Lord, I pray that you would release the operation of the gift of faith today. God, I pray that the ministry of the Word and Spirit would have free course in this atmosphere this morning. Lord, that every heart that came in here weary, every person that walked in here discouraged, uh, that they would leave today with a word, with a fresh faith, uh, with an encouragement from you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated. It was sometime around 2009, 2010, somewhere in there, uh, our family entered into a difficult season of life. Uh, anybody ever been in a difficult season of life? Now, I, I think everyone can say that right now. Amen. So we had gone into one of these seasons where it was clear that things were shifting, things were transitioning. And in those types of seasons, it seems like anything that can go wrong goes wrong. Uh, I remember we were driving down here actually to see my mom, and uh, we were coming down for Thanksgiving, and we got in an accident on the way down here. And it seemed like that night kind of catapulted us into a season where everything after that began to unravel. Our car was broken. All of a sudden, we had difficulty in our finances. There were things happening in some of our friendships and relationships that were being shaken. It just seemed like everything, no matter which direction we looked, things were being shaken. In this story, the king of Assyria was coming against the kingdom of Judah. And the Bible says that the defensed cities had already fallen, and now he was coming for Jerusalem. When you think about defensed cities in your life, I think about things that are sure, things that are certain, things that you can count on, things that seem to be unchanging. And when you look in the rearview mirror of 2020, it seems to me that everything that could be shaken was shaken. It felt like the adversary was coming against every area of our life. How many of you last year saw things change that you never thought would change? How many of you saw people change and do things that you never thought they would do? How many of you experienced a shaking in your personal world? Things that you thought were certain, people that you thought were steadfast, things that you had leaned on in the past, all of a sudden came into question. It felt like the defensed cities of our life were under attack. Everything that we used to count on didn't seem reliable anymore. And the only thing left standing was Jerusalem. Mm. And what does Jerusalem represent? For me, it represents the tenets of my most holy faith. Things that cannot be removed or taken from me. 
You talked about one of them today, the name of Jesus. The unchanging name of Jesus. Another one, the promises of God that are yea and amen. The word of God that is forever settled in heaven. Uh, our pathway to salvation, which is repentance, uh, baptism in Jesus' name, uh, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. I saw some shaking in my family. I saw some turmoil in the world around me. But Jerusalem was still standing when we entered into 2021. It felt like every defense city in our life had come under attack. And as I walked into January 1 of this year, I said, God, I still got Jerusalem. I still got my faith. Lord, my hope is still in you. Lord, yes. Finances shaken, yes. Friends shaken, yes. People stirred, yes. But the name of Jesus never moved. My my provision was still coming from the same place. My peace was still dwelling and residing in the same God. Hallelujah. And how many of you will be honest with yourself this morning? And say, it was hard to see Jerusalem during parts of last year. All we could see was the destruction going on around us. Why do you think David said, I will lift up mine eyes onto the hills huh, from whence cometh my help? My help huh, comes from the Lord. He understood huh, that there would be seasons in our life huh, where everything in our environment huh, would be shaken, huh, would move. Huh, things that were certain huh, would no longer be certain. Huh. He knew there would come a day huh, when defense cities would fall. Huh, and he said, on that day, huh, I'm going to keep my eyes on. You know why he said that? Because he understood that the adversary wants to devalue your Jerusalem. He wants you to feel like you got nothing to hang on to. Like what's left in your hand isn't even worth fighting for. And in this story, the king of Assyria sends Rabshaka to Jerusalem. And the ruler of the house, Eliakim, walks out on the wall with some of his men. And Rabshaka begins to shout up to him. He said, hey, he said, don't think for a minute that God's going to deliver you. We've come to destroy you. Maybe that doesn't sound familiar to you, but I rem I'm old enough to remember last year. You remember last year? It was like a decade long. I remember last year when we felt like, whew, is the church going to make it through this season? 
I remember last year when some of you had fear come on you in such a way that you were scared to even leave the house. And you thought, are we even going to make it through 2020? And there was Rabshaka standing at the foot of your last stronghold saying, I'm coming for your Jerusalem. I'm coming to destroy every remnant of your faith, every tenant of your faith, everything that you have held in your hand and prized to be most valuable. I've come to destroy it today. And Eliakim shouts down to Rabshaka. And he says, hey, he said, I speak the Syrian language. He said, would you just speak to me in the Syrian language? Because I don't want my men to hear what you're saying. You know what Rabshaka said? He said, oh, no. He said, I didn't even come to talk to you. I came to strike fear in the hearts of those that are with me. He said, I know that if your man, if your men will abandon you, if your people will come down off the wall, huh, that's all it's going to take huh, for us to take Jerusalem. You think it's a mistake huh, or an accident huh, that every day the adversary huh, is trying to get your ear huh, and tell you huh, that everything's going to fall apart? Huh? You know what he's doing? Huh? He's saying, come down off the wall. Huh? Come down off the wall. Huh? Your Jerusalem isn't worth defending. Huh? Your Jerusalem isn't worth fighting for. Huh? Come down and have a negotiation with me. Shaka tells the man, he said, hey, if you'll come down, the king of Assyria owns everything. He'll give you lands. You'll have possessions. I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost, some of you need to stop negotiating with Rabshaka. You need... I came with a word for you today. I got news for the adversary. Our remnant, our Judah, our Jerusalem is worth fighting for. And it's not for sale. He will not destroy the church. A couple weeks ago, I, uh, I took my mother-in-law to help her buy a new vehicle because that's what good son-in-laws do. So we spent a couple days looking. And, you know, I confess to you, I knew we was going to end up with a Honda. I just had to take her the long way. It's not a Honda commercial. But uh, I took her to the dealership and... The salesman was explaining to me all the reasons that we should overpay for this vehicle. And I said, wow, that's great. This is a wonderful vehicle. I said, now, this is what we're willing to pay. He said, I need you to write it down. I kid you not. He said, I want you to write it down on a piece of paper and slide it across the table. I was like, okay. All right. So I slid it across the table. I folded it up. I mean, I played the part. And he opened it up and looked surprised. I said, yeah, that's what I'm willing to pay. 
Kelly Blue Book value. And he said, well, you, you already know what he said. He said, I'm going to have to talk to my manager. I don't have that kind of authority. I can't make that kind of deal. So he comes back after making me wait and drink bad coffee. He says, this is what we're willing to do. And here are all the additional reasons why you should pay above what you think you should pay. We went back and forth and back and forth. And eventually, he came to my way of thinking. You could have clapped. That's all right, though. That's all right. You know, when things are bad, the adversary understands that there's no better time to offer a negotiation. When it seems like all the defense cities in your life have been shaken and there is carnage all around you, won't you know it that the adversary steps in and says, let's make a deal. Let's make a deal with the prince of the power of the air. He owns all these lands and all these riches. That social life you've always wanted to have, we can offer you that. Those lands, that salary, that picture-perfect life that you always dreamt about, we can offer you that. If you'll just sign on the dotted line, if you'll just come down and have a negotiation, the king of Assyria will give you uh, what you're asking for. Uh, he'll replace the carnage uh, that you see all around you. Ah, how many of you know how they responded in the story? They stood uh, on top of that wall, uh, and the Bible says uh, they answered him uh, not uh, a word. I got news for the adversary today. It doesn't matter how many defense cities fall or how bad the environment gets around us. The remnant will stay on the wall. Jerusalem will not fall. We will hold to the tenets of our most holy faith. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. The Bible says, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Now, I'm not a baker, but I understand what that means. Just takes a little bit of yeast, a little bit of leaven, and it affects the whole loaf of bread. Why do you think the adversaries after the remnant? You didn't hear me. Every time the Israelites took new territory, you know what the Lord's instruction always was? Wipe them out. Don't leave one. Don't leave one. Wipe them out. Obliterate them. If you're going to take the territory, don't even leave a residue of what was there before you arrived. Because there's a principle about the remnant. 
A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. And honey, it works both ways. The adversary understands if he can just get one foot in your life, that's all it takes for him to wreck your world. But he also understands that if the church stays on the wall and Jerusalem stays standing, that's all it takes to affect our whole world. I got news for you today. The remnant is worth fighting for. Oh, hallelujah. Don't discount the power of the remnant today. Hallelujah. 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 That's why it matters that you're here today. That's why it matters that you shout amen, that you lift your hands, that you worship. The enemy understands. If I can just take their Judah, if I can just take their song, if I can just take their response, if I can just take their praise, if I can just take their worship, then Jerusalem will fall. But as long as the people of God come to the house of God and lift their hands and magnify that only saving name of Jesus, then Jerusalem will never fall. Friend, I don't know what your remnant is today. Maybe you're just barely hanging on to your sanity this morning. Maybe the prayer you prayed as you were walking out the door today is the only remnant you got. Maybe all you can say is, Jesus, help me. Friend, if that's all you got, that's all he needs. Just don't let go of that remnant because it's saving you. It's keeping you on the wall. I want you to notice the enemy's positioning when he came to threaten Jerusalem. The Bible says he stood by the conduit of the upper pool with his army. He was threatening the flow of water. See, they had water that ran into the city, and it collected in the upper pool, and that was their water source. But him and his army came and stood at the conduit that fed that pool. He understood, I don't need to get in the wall and poison the pool water. All I got to do is stop the flow. The enemy understands that if he can get you to quit responding, 
if he can get you to quit worshiping. If he can keep you off your knees. If he can keep you out of the book, he'll cut off the flow. He understands uh, that if you say no to the negotiation uh, and you won't come down and talk to him, uh, the only thing he's got to do is cut off the flow in your life. Uh, But I got news for you, friend. Uh, That river uh, is flowing this morning. uh, And God uh, wants to renew it uh, in your life today. Uh, If you've been feeling weak, uh, if you've been feeling worried, uh, if the heaviness uh, of the situation uh, around you uh, has been weighing on your shoulders. You ought to stand to your feet and lift your voice and say, oh no, adversary, you're not going to cut off my flow. I'm going to live in the flow of this living water. Yes. Oh, we got to live in the flow. You got to walk in the flow. Hey, when a remnant's all you got, that flow is everything. That flow will lead you from day to day. It'll give you clarity every time you got to make a decision. It'll lead you to the provision that you need for your family. Hey, if you're a part of the remnant, you got to stay inside the flow. You know what happens when the flow gets cut off? They still got a reservoir of water. They still got a place where they can draw from. We all friends, right? Let's stay friends. If I come and drink from the pool every Sunday... But I don't bring a flow with me. It's just a matter of time before the water gets stagnant and the water level begins to decrease. Don't be a freeloader in the house of God. When you walk through those doors, come with a shout. Come with a dance. Come with a word. Come with a response. Come with a faith. Come with a victory. And say, hey, I want to bring some of that flow with me. Because there are people that are coming into this house that are thirsty for that living water. Hey, it was people like you that came to the house of God Sunday after Sunday. And that's why I was able to step into the flow, be baptized in the name of Jesus, and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. So every time I walk through the doors of a church, I say, God, I don't want to bring in any baggage from the world into your house. Lord, I'm going to leave it on the other side of the threshold and when I step in to your tabernacle the only thing I'm bringing with me is the flow I'm bringing faith I'm bringing encouragement I'm bringing I'm bringing the promises of God
Hey, I don't know if you noticed, but when we were able to gather again, how many of you felt like it was a little more difficult to lift your hands? All right. You ain't got to tell me. I see you. How many of you felt restricted in your dance? I'm not talking about because of house rules and regulations, because of COVID or whatever. I'm talking about in your spirit. Even if the aisle was open, you wouldn't have left your seat anyhow. Ah, let me tell you something. On January 3rd of this year, the Lord spoke to me and said, don't you bring the baggage of 2020 into this new year. He said, there has been a shift in the season of the church. A friend of mine, our remnant, got us through 2020. But it's going to be a lot more than a remnant. In 2021, we are stepping into a year of fulfilled promises uh, with God. So even uh, if everything around me falls, uh, even uh, if the money fails, uh, even uh, if those around me uh, aren't as steadfast uh, as I thought they were, I'm still uh, coming in uh, to the house uh, of God uh, with Judah. Uh, I'm not letting go uh, of my remnant. Yeah. Hallelujah. Ah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ah. Oh, come on. Can we just take a second? And just magnify the Lord right now. Come on, there's something shifting huh, in the atmosphere, huh, in this service right now. Huh. Some of you feel some things huh, breaking loose huh, off of your spirit huh, that you've been carrying huh, too long. Huh. There's a liberty huh, in the Holy Ghost huh, in this room here this morning. Go ahead, huh? let fear fall off of you. Huh? Go ahead, huh? let doubt fall off of you this morning. Huh? And grab a hold huh? of faith. Ah, yashanaramaki. Come on, come on, that's the flow. That's the flow of the Holy Ghost in this house right now. Ministering to people, touching hearts, softening hard places. I feel the plow of the Spirit moving through this service right now. God is wanting to impart things to you. That you have been hungry for in your spirit. And he's encouraging you and charging you today. Don't let go of your Judah. I know the road's been long and this season has been extended longer than you thought it would be. But don't come off the wall. Uh, 
I'm going to help some of you right now. You can sit down. Sometimes when the adversary comes and shouts at us, and he's saying all kinds of things and making all kinds of empty promises, we have a tendency to walk back discouraged. Maybe you didn't come off the wall, but maybe you left discouraged. Eliakim went back to Hezekiah, and he told him everything that Rabshakeh said. You know what Hezekiah did? The Bible says he went into the house of the Lord, and he came at that altar, and he laid it out before God. Some of you need to take those deeds to defense cities that seem to be laying in ruins and come before God and say, God, this is my family. God, this is my finances. God, this are the promises that you have given me. It seems like everything is laying in ruins around me. But God, I want to remind you of your promises to me. God, I'm laying my petition out on an altar before Hey, come on, friend. We can't be a weak church. We can't be a weak church. Some of us need to stop crying about it and start praying about it. Hezekiah did. He went to prayer. <laughs> he needed a word from God to hang on to his remnant. Mm. Let me tell you the end of the story. <laughs> Isaiah 37. We're going to read verses 31 through 37. And the remnant that is escaped of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. I can stop right there. You thought you were done producing? You thought your life wasn't bringing forth anything else in the kingdom of God? That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says if you'll stay on the wall, if you'll hang on to the remnant, you're going to take root downward again. And you're going to bring forth fruit upward again. Don't be deceived by the season. Let me explain that. When things are in carnage and things are in chaos, the enemy wants you to believe that you've missed your time, that you've missed your season. But I know the one who holds the seasons in his hands. As a matter of fact, I was sitting in this sanctuary when your pastor preached a message. The times are in his hands. Friend of mine, don't be deceived by the lies of this season. There is still a season in your life when you are going to take root downward and bring forth fruit upward. Oh, 
Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shields, nor cast a bank against it. By the way that he came, by the same shall he return, and shall not come into this city, saith the Lord. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and get excited about the word of the Lord today. For I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. Are you ready? Then the angel of the Lord went forth and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred and fourscore and five thousand. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses, a hundred and eighty-five thousand dead Assyrians. I feel like that prophet talking to his servant this morning. Hey, we're not surrounded. Greater are they that be with us than they that be with them. Ah, the adversary wants the church to feel like there's no hope, like you're surrounded. But I got news for you. If you'll stay on the wall, God has got a great deliverance for his church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, would you stand with me today? Victory shall be mine. Ah, victory, victory shall be mine. You need to grab a hold of that truth this morning that your victory is certain. Your victory is certain. God still got his hand on it. Hey! I don't know about you, but it feels good to be on the winning side today. It feels good to be on the winning side today. Woo! These are what I call fringe benefits. When you get benefits just because you're one of his kids, you're on the winning side today just because you belong to him. I thought about Listen, I don't know what you came in here dealing with today or what you came in here fighting. But if you want to be on the winning side, you can join our side today. John 3, 5 says, Unless a man is born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You can be baptized in the name of Jesus and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost before you leave this building here this morning. 
you can leave with a flow in your life that is stronger than anything that you have ever experienced. A flow that brings fresh mercy and fresh grace to your life every day. A flow that gives you hope when every defense city around you has fallen. I'm getting ready to open up this altar here in just a moment. If you need a touch from the Lord, if you need to be filled or refilled with His Spirit this morning, when we open these altars, I'm going to invite you to come. If you feel comfortable, come. We'll pray with you. But if you don't want anybody to pray with you, you just remain in your seat where you are. And you lift your hands right where you are. And you begin to talk to God. And you begin to let your Judah ascend into the heavenlies. And say, God, I walked in here feeling low. I came into this place feeling discouraged. But God, I'm going to hang on to this remnant of praise that I got left. I'm going to hang on to this remnant of faith that I got left this morning. God, I'm not going to enter in to negotiations with the adversary. I'm better. Better off up here on the wall. Hallelujah. These altars are open for all who want to come and pray. If you don't want to come to the front this morning, just remain where you are and begin to seek the Lord as this music team begins to play. I want you to begin to just talk to God right now. Oh, maybe it's been a while since that flow has happened for you. Begin to lift your voice and let your faith out this morning. Let the Holy Ghost begin to intercede for you today. Heaven 